0: Thank you very very much. Okay, uh, as you all know, I love being here. Uh, I get to come on when uh, when YU is on break. Uh, so Baruch Hashem, I already like every every uh, summer now we line up to the two times when YU is on break. I get to come uh, here to the Binyan Joshua Tzedek because I just so enjoy learning together with this wonderful group. So thank you all for being here. I know you're surprised that I'm here. My parents are not here, so why am I even here? Uh, and my parents are just Israel uh but uh they're gonna listen don't worry they're gonna listen her friend my parents friends are here also yes um but uh and by the way i'll just say this sponsorship was an honor to jump into shape i have to say that i am i have the to uh to work with Moshe Moskowitz, not work, I, I do jump into shape. So if anyone's interested in understanding more about jumping into shape, I can tell you all about the benefits. It's, I've been doing it for almost three years now. It's a really wonderful, uh, wonderful thing. So happy to be an ambassador because Moshe does wonderful work for the community. Okay, so th- uh, this after morning I thought we would talk about... Can you hear me whether I'm close or not close to the mic? Yeah? Okay, good. Good. So um, I thought for today we would do something very light and we just talk about free will. And make it nice and easy, you know, like a very um, relaxed topic. Um, obviously, the question of free will is highlighted in the topic of Paro and Paro's refusal to uh, let the Jewish people go. And what HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, does to Paro's heart. And the language that, that, that the Torah uses for, for, for how Hashem deals with Paro's free will, we're going to talk about a lot. Um, but let's just start from the beginning. We're going to see a couple of examples of how the Torah describes uh, what, how Paro manages his feelings about letting the Jewish people go, how Hashem responds, and how many, many of the Rishonim and some of the Aharonim we'll see deal with this problem. But I hope, as always, we can learn this together. Uh, I welcome your questions and comments and thoughts. Here we go. Source number one. Source number one, beginning in Parche Shmos. Hashem says go back Time to go back to Egypt Why does he talk about the fact that Everyone who wants to kill him has died It's a different different story for a different time But he does And they go all They start to head back to Mitzrayim Hashem All of the the tricks and the magic that Hashem has given Moshe to do, get ready to do it. And I'm going to... I wrote it at the top of the page, right? So yeah, I'm going to... Strengthen, harden, something like that. Do something like that to... Paro's heart, and therefore he is not going to send the people out. What's the implication? Simple, simple shot. You never, you don't know Medrash, you don't know Chazal. If you just were reading the text, what is Hashem telling Moshe when he refers to what he's going to do to Paro's heart? Stubborn. What? Stubborn. Make him stubborn. Right. The implication is that even though what should happen. He says, Moshe, take all these signs and wonders and do them in front of Pharaoh. Vani echazak alei Pharaoh. Meaning, what should happen? He should should respond in some way. These signs and wonders should be so miraculous that any normal thinking person would respond with, yeah, get out of here. But that there's something that Hashem is going to do which will... Cause that natural reaction not to occur. Right? The natural response to send the people out. He won't do that. Why? Because Hashem is going to intervene in some way. Yeah, is that fair to say? Even if we didn't know the story, right? That Hashem's gonna intervene and not allow the normal course of action. Moshe does signs and wonders. Pyro says, get out of here, stay away from me. No, I'm gonna step in, Aniach chazak at libo. Next source, source number two. Now I'm just giving you a few of them because there are, there are many, many, many examples of this. Source number two now is in this week's Parsha. Parsha is Vaera. Look, Moshe, you're going to be Elohim. You're going to rule over Paro. And Aaron's going to be your Navi, he's gonna help you. Daber, you will say everything I commend you, al paro, And Aaron is going to then, you know, it'll be a you know, telephone, not a broken telephone. It'll be the right kind of telephone. Hashem aron, so paro will send the people out. Va'ani akshet paro. And I'm going to different word, right? What's akshe? Make difficult. Stubborn, what, Absolutely. hard, yeah, chazek is like strengthen, right, Aksha is make it strong, right, in some way, right, and I'm going to, chazek, I'm going to do increase, I'm going to do a lot, right, I'm not just going to do signs and wonders, I'm going to do a lot of that, right, okay. Pause here also. Ha- what's the difference? Who said that? Yeah, what's, We're going to have to talk about that. We're going to get to that in a little bit. We're going to talk about what's the difference between Aksheh and Achazek. There's two different words for a reason, right? So we're going to have to see. But again, in, in the context of the Pasuk, what does it mean, or, or I'll say it this way, what is the purpose, according to this Pasuk, the reason why Hashem is going to make Paro's heart Kasheh? Why? For what reason? I'm not asking I'm just asking you to read... read just look... In the context of the Pasach... What would you say? So <laughs> you <laughs> might say... Stop him sending them out... Yeah? What, that, but more specifically... To do more... To more, do more right? right? The here... Basically, It sounds like... Because... Because I'm going to... Be makshes but well, I'm going to make his hard heart... What will... Natu- now... Sort of... Be the outgrowth... Of that... Is I'm going to have the opportunity to do more and more some than maybe I would have normally been able to do. Right? So in the first case, in the first case, the normal thing would be that he should just send you out. But now because I, after he sees all the signs and wonders, he just said, he he's not going to do that, I'm going to stop him. Right here, the, and maybe this is similar, right, but I'm going to strengthen his heart so that what, so I can sort of hold him hostage. Right? I shouldn't use that language actually. Um, but be able to hold on to him he won't let you go so that what? so that I'll be able to do more and more and more signs and wonders interesting okay source number three Vayomer Hashem moshe bo next week's parsha: Kiani so Hashem says to Moshe go to paro why? everybody says come to paro why? because I what's the language? that's a third word, right? A third language, right? I have made his lave what? Hichbad? Heavy. heavy. I've heavied his heart. Can you say something? I've made his heart heavy and the, and the heart of his, of his servants in order, again, in order that I should be able to, again, make these signs in one. Okay, so there's clearly a connection between what Hashem is going to do to Parah's heart and his ability, Hashem's ability to create more and more signs and wonders. That's for sure. He wants. He's going to have a chance to do more because of it. And also a sense that the normal thing that power would have done would be just to send him out pretty quickly. But because he's going to harden his heart, he won't. power's not going to do that. Yeah? That much is clear? Yes. Also clear, there are, or not clear, there are three different languages the Torah uses, Right? Echazik, aksha, and hichbadati—all three of them, meaning in some way to stop power from doing what he otherwise would do, but something that he's doing to his heart. Yeah. Not just showing more signs, though. In the case of Baba Iyer, he's increasing, and that's where there's no free will. How do you increase? Good. 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 So that's a question. Uh, okay, can I state it as a question? Because right. so, so the, the text doesn't say anything here about punishment. There may be other examples where it does. But here it's not punishment. Here it's simply that it's going to lead to more, right, more signs and wonders. But you're right. The question is, but wait a second. Is this going to be more punishment as a result of, uh, of Paro's hardened heart? And, heart? and uh, uh, Paro, it sounds like, didn't do this to himself. This is something Hashem has done to him. Right, and that's going to be the, the question that the rishonim are all bothered by, right? So let's get right to the point, right? What's the main the the question is? If person person gets punished, we understand Hashem punishes. Hashem punishes when we do the wrong thing because we choose wrong, right? The fundamental, fundamental aspect of what makes us human is we have the ability to choose right from wrong, right? Tovarat, what do you want to call it, right? mitzvah avera. we have choices as human beings to choose the right or choose the wrong thing. Hashem punishes as he sees fit. We can do tshuva, but Hashem punishes as he sees fit, right? Ba- typically in the next world, but right based on the things that we choose to do. If Paro is not choosing, and if certainly his people are not choosing, so how is he getting punished? Yeah? Yes? Yes? It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. Good. I like the quotation marks. Good. What do you mean? Well, he's still, he still making the choice. He's still making the decision. Is he? <laughs> but it, it's in, a, in an environment where it seems as if he, helped, he almost had him, so he him. Okay, so, so now we're starting to say different him in, what, in what, what's happening to him here. Yeah, but, but meaning, is he literally being forced to speak? Is he being forced to make a decision? Or no, maybe he's, there's an environment being created where it's more difficult for him love to see. Yeah. Yeah stubborn, you know, shows stubborn. Kaveh, Lev Kaveh, is like, you know, he's so tired, you know, so now starts the, 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 you know, he can decide for himself, because, you know, I showed him that if he is stubborn, I can <coughs> tell him all these things, but Kaveh is like much more of a self-choice, you know. Okay, like you Kaveh. could argue such a thing, yeah, that Kaveh, is that. He's now just become like so worn down. <laughs> you say they say it in, in Hebrew. <laughs> Lev means like I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What? Ah, oh, very good. right? Good. This is what I've done to him. I've now done this. I've maybe it goes together. What is Mr. Barber saying? Because right now, now I've worn him down so much, right? That now I'm, he's done. <laughs> he can't do it anymore. He can't <laughs> fight anymore. Maybe, good. I will point out. I do want to point out one thing, which I think is very interesting. Um, and, and, and this this language comes up in other places. I just want to make sure I quote the pasta correctly. But um, Roshcheter has spoken a number of times uh, over the last few weeks and months, where he has. Um, stated, he said this, that we had a, a like a Chanukah gathering in Yeshiva um, for all of the, all the Talmudim, um, Chanukah time. It was very beautiful. And Reshechus spoke, and one of the things that he said was that there are times when a Kadar Shporach will remove free will specifically from world leaders. There's a passage, he didn't quote, but a passage we quote from Mishle often, Be'yad Hashem. That sometimes Hashem will just snatch up the free will of world leaders. Why? Because there are certain things he wants to see happen in the world. Rav has said multiple times, multiple times, that he believes that that happened on October 7th. That whatever, all of the questions, anyone who's been to Herod Yisrael and has asked the question, people say, we can't answer the question. What happened that day? Where were they? Where was the army? Rav has said multiple times that he believes that we don't understand. Hashem sometimes just snatches the free will of world leaders um, I don't know if that makes you feel better or feel worse um, but, but it is something that he said And I, I bring it up here because I think it's very relevant right, To this conversation Which is exactly what this is like, This is Paro um, Making decisions And perhaps, perhaps and I, uh, I, I didn't ask him But some of the ideas we're going to see right now Will give context to such a statement And what does that mean? That sometimes God decides That certain individuals don't have free will and they make what we would call mistakes or they make certain decisions or they make that we can't even understand and uh, so I'll just put that there as something to think about as we continue to discuss so I want to show you over the next uh, number of minutes a number of approaches in the Rishonim, in the Medrash and in the Achronim to dealing with some of these issues we won't (laughs) we're not going to solve the problem sorry Uh, but we will I think gain some perspective as to how the Rishonim view this question um, does it really mean that God took free will? Does it not mean that? Does it mean something else? Let's take a look. Let's go one at a time. So if you move to source number four, you have the Ramban. And, uh, and the Ramban asked the question that was asked earlier. we got to talk about the question that everybody asks. If Hashem strengthened the heart of Paro and didn't give him free will, how could he be punished? How can he be punished? There are two answers, he says, or two reasons, and both of them are true. I don't know if the Ramban is getting it. Sometimes we say, like, if there's multiple answers, like if Tosus asks a question and gives three answers, so oftentimes I'll say, why do you give three answers? Because not any one of them, were particularly good. Right? So you need three of them to kind of help. So the Ramban saying, don't say that. Right, I have two answers for you, but they're both good. They're both the right answer. Okay. What's number one? Paro asher raos did all kinds of terrible things to the Jewish people for no good reason, right? Silas chinam, right? Chinam for no reason. meaning there's always a reason, but meaning he didn't benefit from it per se, right? There wasn't like some like logical. He was he his rishos his evil, right? The way he the the, the way he he dealt with the Jewish people was so nasty and so despicable, right? for seemingly no need so what happened he had the process the path of tshuva it was removed from him every person in the world they do a bad thing they do an aveira, he can do tshuva every person can do tshuva Paru, what Paro did says Rebam was so bad that Hashem took away from him his punishment as it were was that he couldn't do tshuva. We have other examples. We're going to see them as we move along. Other examples in, 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 the, in, the, in the Tanakh of people who had their free will taken away as their punishment. That's the punishment. He's judged based on what he did initially. Let's stop for a second. What does that mean? Did the power have his free will taken away? Yes. When? When? After he had done so many bad things. And by the way, he had done so many bad things and hadn't done tshuva. Right? All, all along, when Pharaoh is doing the bad things, he has the ability to do tshuva. At a certain point, right? Hashem says, enough. And now he takes that ability away. You could argue, by the way, that that happens to every person. At some point, what, what, how's that? Every human being who lives in this world, until the Muslim well at some point they will die. And right? every person at some point, which all up to 120. Right? So every person at some point, that's the end. Once they pass away, you can't do chuva anymore. It's over. You do chuva in this world. Right? So you could argue that in a certain sense, Hashem at that point says to says to Pyro, You're done. He didn't kill him, he kept him alive. Right? He needs Pyro to let the Jewish people go. But Keilu at that point, it's over. And he no longer has a chance to do chuva. It's very usual to do that to someone who's alive. But that's what Hashem did. No. I, presumably, because it's He did so many bad things to the Jewish people. That's, so answer number one of the Ramban is that the, that the power did so many evil things already. He didn't do tshuva yet. And at some point Hashem said, that's the end. Your punishment is, you remain alive and you can't do tshuva. It's pretty serious. doesn't do that to, to most people. But he did do it to him. And the second reason says the Ramban, "Ki So, how many of the makos were done to paro? And if you look carefully in the text, when it says we have many times where it says "Vayechazek leiv paro," or "Vayechazek paro el right? And it's only later on, starting with the sixth makah, it starts to say "Vayechazek Hashem as leiv paro." Right, that nothing happens yet. Hashem has not done anything to Paro. The first five, Paro does it to himself. And it's only once you get to, to Makkah number six that things start to change. So we, again, for us it's hard because we have an inside track. Hashem told Moshe ahead of time, this is what I'm going to do to Paro. So, when, so he's, I'm going I'm to strengthen his heart. So when the, the moment you see strengthen Paro's heart, what do you think? Oh, Hashem's added already. The answer is says Ramban, no. Right? Hashem said, I'm going to do it eventually. When, says Ramban? By Makkah number 6. Once the first 5, Paro has not given in. Okay? <laughs> right? what, did, what did Paro not want to do? He had no interest in making God look good. So he knew that if he would let the people go, what would happen? That's, that's, uh, that's the greatest Kiddush Shem Shemayim there is. You listen to God. God says, I control the world. I'm going to show you how I control the world. I'm going to make Dam and Sfardaya and Kidim and Arov and 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 Power says, You know what? Hashem HaTzadik. Sadiq. Go. He does say that eventually. Right? But he says, Fine. I believe in God. Go. That is the greatest Kishaym Sheman that could be. The greatest superpower in the world bows to God. Imagine, imagine, imagine. You can't imagine. It's impossible. Imagine the, the Iranian regime. Imagine the mullahs in Iran would put out a statement on Twitter saying we, re- we reject Islam. We believe in the one God of the Jewish people. It's, it's impossible. You can't imagine it. It's impossible. It would never happen, right? Imagine such a thing would happen. That would be the greatest kiddish shemite sh- in the world. Right? That would be amazing. Okay, we can't... Moshe Mashiach. It sounds like you're... Right? But that's what happened when Paro said... If Paro would say... Go. That's what it would be. He didn't want to do that. Avalkarsha, gavru hamakos, love But once it got too much, he'd had five Makos already. He can't handle it anymore. libo. So now his heart started to soften. hamakos. It was so heavy on him, he's ready to let them go. Lola Somboro. but not because. He wants to do Hashem's will. Why does Paul want to let them go at that point after Macha number 5? He's tired. It's enough. Just get out of here. But he's not doing it because he believes in God. Right? He's doing it because I just can't, I can't, I simply cannot manage it anymore. So, va'az at that moment, hiksha Hashem So, what does Hashem do at that point? At that point, Hashem takes over. And he controls Pyro, and at that point, Pyro has Pyro has five chances. It's a lot, right? I don't know. Usually, you get three strikes. Usually, right? he got five, five opportunities to let them go. Sounds like the Ramban saying almost Hashem. If he would have agreed, okay, we would have let him go, and Pyro wouldn't wouldn't have been, wouldn't have lost his free will. But once he has five times and he still refuses, and again, he's, but he's willing to let it go. Why? Because he just can't handle it anymore. So then Hashem says, forget it, I'm hardening your heart. I'm going to get through ten. It's important for whatever reason to hit all ten makos. We could a differentiate here about why, why it's, what's the importance of these ten. But the bottom line is that was important for him. And therefore, Hashem says, I'm going to hang on. That Hashem was made great by the Bibles. Okay, so two answers given by the Ramban. Both are sort of the same in the sense that in both answers, he's arguing that Paro did terrible things. He had a chance to do tshuva. And at a certain point, Hashem said, that's enough. That's enough. Problems with the answer to the Ramban yet? Yeah? Thoughts? Okay. Look at the Medrish. The Ramban is really in line with the Medrish in Shemos Rabbah verse number 5. With the, according yeah? According to that, though, the Lashon should be different in the verse 5 versus the 75. The Ramban argues that it is, right? That, that it's as opposed to as opposed to Vashem Chazak Paro. That's what um, the Ramban wants to argue. If you find an, an, an exception, I want to see it, it would be good. But I think that's what, that's what arguing, that the is arguing. The language does change. Now for the first five, it's always Paro doing it to himself, and by the last five, that's when Hashem steps in and does it, him, and does it himself. Okay. Take a look at source number five. Source number five is the, the Medrash in Shemos Rav. Says the Medrash, Mikan pis lomar lo Mimenu what are you doing? Says Rav Yochanan. Now all of the heretics who want to say that guy there's no free will—we're just robots. We just do whatever our body tells us to do. We don't really have free will, right? Or to argue Hashem took away his free will. No one, no person can do tshuva. Close the mouths of the, of the heretics. Why? If you want to be a late, if you want to mock. You'll always find a way to math. It's a good thing to know in life, right? People want to make fun. People don't want to believe. People don't want to see. Then they're never going to see. Hashem can warn a person one time, two times, three times. And he doesn't do tshuva. And then Hashem will lock the gates of tshuva. In order to exact punishment on the person what they deserve. Hey, Pamen! Hashem gave him five chances. And he didn't listen. So that's what the Midrash is the same thing. That basically, Paro had five chances, he refused. And that's why Hashem then takes away his free will. It's not like you know Hashem just jumped in and swooped and grabbed somebody's free will out of no, out, out of nowhere. They didn't do anything. Yeah. Idea that you could do to yes, well, it does. It does, in a certain extent, because it. Paro was Paro was not given that chance to the very last moment of life. The question was, doesn't this contradict the idea that person did chuva ad yo mostly achakalo? We say in the, in the in the davening, right, that we wait. Hashem will wait for us to the last moment, and that's true. He does. Paro was an exception, presumably. We have to understand why power is an exception. Maybe because he was so... The the first answer was, he was so bad. He did such horrible things that at a certain point, Hashem Hashem took him over. But you're right. It is is still problematic or challenging for us because we believe that we do have, to the very last moment of life, to do tshuva. Um, Which, by the way, is part of the reason all the Rishon are bothered by this. And the Medrash is bothered. But the presumption, at least at this point, seems seems to be saying that you're right, and for most people that's true. But power did things that were so terrible and was given so many warnings that when he finally refused, so Hashem finally took him over. But yes, it, it is it is still a that way. Good. Okay. Let's take a look at the Abarbanel. We're gonna see a few different answers now that are a little, a little different. This this is sort of like the, the, the most classic answer. We're gonna see a few answers here that are a little bit a little bit different from that. Hachuvah, source number six is the Abarbanel. So Barbanel has a number of questions and a number of answers, and he writes. Hatshuva hashluchis, the third answer. Vhi ayoser nachona be'enayt. What I think says the bar ben Adam makes a lot more sense. She Inyan koshi haleiv haniskar b'paru besicha and Hashem isparach hit te eslavavo. Shlo yishma l'diber Moshe. He says it doesn't mean that Hashem strengthened his heart so he wouldn't listen to Moshe. It's not what it means. Ki hu koshi lavavo be'etzem. Right, which would be like fundamentally, fundamentally making it impossible for him to listen. Aval, what was it? Hayakoshi levavo nimshach mehamakos. What happened? There was a certain experience that Pyro had. Right, Paro experienced demakos, bimikre, kibiroso makas hadam What does Pyro see? Dam. Horrible. Terrible. And then what happens after seven days? Gone. It's gone. So you'd say, well, I would say, that makes it more miraculous. Right? But what did Pyro say? And <inaudible> didn't state it for a long time. <inaudible> he thought to himself, it's magic. And by the way, there was a lot of magic in Mitzrayim. So he saw a maka come and then leave. And he said to himself, ah, it's not really God. <inaudible> right? This is some type of magic. By the way, the language of miyad is a little strong. It didn't go away right away. It stayed there for seven days. But it was able to be removed immediately. He saw, you know what? god god was in a certain sense god was smart about it god's smart about everything but god was smart about it and he would bring a maca and then take it away bring a maca and then take it away sort of like you know n- not allowing it to sit long enough that Paro would have to really take it in and say wow this must be god and every time he would remove it pyro would like wake up like oh that wasn't so bad right but what happens to us right it doesn't take very long for us to start to say to ourselves you know what yeah, I know it was bad, but it wasn't so bad. I don't know. It's alright. This is gonna we're gonna see later. What was this gonna do to our economy if we get rid of the slave? That's not so bad. Maybe it wasn't really God, right? That the experience of the Makos allowed Paro to linger and not come to the realization that he should have come to, or that it would be a normal response, which would be to say, wow, this must be God. The uh, uh and even that, by the time it gets to Kinim, the, the, his own magicians say, this is God, right? He didn't listen. Why? The fact that they were interspersed. They weren't, they weren't constant. So he didn't really have to believe them. So, But the is arguing is that when Hashem says, I what does it mean it doesn't mean I'm actually going to take away his free will Not, don't take away free will God, God doesn't take away free will we have a chance to the last moment of our life every person has free will that's impossible God would never remove free will argues the Barbanel right this by the way why do I why do I look to other explanations like this because the explanation of the Ramban which is very nice is very troubling so some of the Hashem say I don't want to I don't want to go there so the Barbanel says look I'll take a different answer it doesn't mean actually taking away his free will, but the experience was done in a way that Pyro could overlook it. God could still have his God could have his cake and eat it too. In a sense that what does God gain in this? What does he gain in this process? What does God want to happen right now? Right. He doesn't want them out of Egypt yet. He's gonna get that. God could, God could have teleported us out of Egypt if he wanted to in a moment. What does he want? Recognition. He well, not his own. He want people to, he wants the world to know, he wants the Jewish people to understand that he controls the whole world. And he needs these, he chooses these ten makos as his way of doing so. Oh, but if I do the makos, what's gonna happen? is gonna kick them out. So I won't be able to get this done. So what does he do? I'll make them interspersed in a way that they're real bad and then they stop. Real bad and then they stop. And each way, each time Pyro can say, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, and he kind of holds on. Variak akshah slay pyro, meaning I'll make it so it's not Right? It's not so easy for power to, to let go. So yes. Was it was three we- it was day one day week on, three weeks off. Was, was of this is the, the Barbara argues, obviously we know how smart it was, right? But that, that was part of the part of the 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 calculation of why is it one week on, three weeks off. Why does that happen? It's for that purpose. Right? To punish and to bring that But to pull back quick enough The power will refuse still to let it go Let us go okay? Interesting and look, Just look where I bolded it Towards the bottom of the paragraph right? the, 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 the reason for the, 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 the strength and the power of Was for this reason To allow the makos to be more and then to take them away. This means Hashem took it away from him. He gets to this part where he just like he's still hanging in there, but just barely. Right? And he wants to argue, maybe there isn't such a difference in the first five and the last five, per se. Right? But it just continues to wear him down, but he's not ever willing to finally let them go until the Machas Bechor, which is too much, and he says, get out of here. Yeah? Maybe it's also for the Jews themselves to see that it's not Paro who's letting them go, but it's actually Hashem who's letting them go. That's interesting. I like that. Because if you say, if it comes too fast, right? and, and Paro lets them go, they're going to have a certain harus atov. Oh, Paro. Thank you. Big Tadik, Thank you so much. But the fact that it goes on and on and on. He refuses to let them go until finally he's basically forced. Right, I like that. That's very nice. Yeah, good. Here is one. When Pharaoh says the Egyptians have after the Israelite. Yes. yes. Oh, why does he says, he's asked about the Pharaoh. Yes. Why does he now send them? Uh, the language there... I don't remember. I don't want to say no because I'm not. I don't remember. But it's a good question. You hear the question? The question is: once, once they leave, and then Paro again sends them off, sends his people to get to go after them again, is the language there again that Hashem was chazek I don't remember. I just don't remember. But but by the way, the, it's the same point that even by the end, what happens? Malchus bechoros. He says, "Get out of here!" Right? Maybe he was the bechor. His son died. Whatever. And what happens? Even after that, what does he do? Again he goes after them again. Right? Because even then, once it starts to fade, he, he's he's back already. He needed them so badly. It is permanent, but they still go again. So, in a certain sense, it it, it, it almost like you see the the you know the gradual buildup of the of the koshi lates continues to go even to the very last Maka. That actually Pyro wakes up again after that one and still goes after them again. Because again Hashem hasn't totally right, he, he's given him that opening to do that. It's interesting. It's a good point. But we should look to see if the, the, the language language there. Yeah. I also heard this I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just heard Rabbi Tversky said who did he quote he quoted somebody shoot I forget who he quoted I just heard Tversky give a Torah just recently where he said I forget who he quoted a rabbi a <laughs> who said who said I forget who said it who said even are Even a person who doesn't believe believes what, is it? what does that mean? It means that when a person doesn't believe in God But everyone believes in something Look at the world Everyone believes in something It doesn't have to be God And when you believe in it The way we believe in God So steadfast So you can't shake it No matter what you tell me You're never going to get me not to believe It's never going to happen Right? That koach exists in every person And therefore when people believe in something They believe in it Unfortunately we see people like that today they're going to do everything they can to fight for X, or Y, or Z. Ridiculous thing. Because they, they even, I thought it was a beautiful line. Even Apikorsim are my meaning. Even if you don't, even if it's not about God. You believe in something else. Even some other religion. Right? I don't mean religion. Some other thing that you're in on all the way. Because we have the koach to do it. So, paro, right? Well, it doesn't matter. You don't want to believe, so you're always going to find your way out. Because you believe too hard in your something else. Whatever that is. Okay, I want to just move ahead. Okay, so yeah. Oh, in Beshalach. Okay, so that that Hashem. But again, you could that plays right in. That in Beshalach, He's Hashem again, right? Let him fall back in. To, it is the again. Not that he necessarily. It's not necessarily an active thing, according to Barbanel. But it's the continued back and forth that takes place. Hashem stopped the makas bechoros at that point. It's over, and now he's back in the game. Okay, I want I want to just pause for a second. Just because I want to just make sure we finish what, we, what we're going to say. I just want to show you. Two other um, interesting, interesting things. Take a look. Source number seven. Source number seven is the sefer Krab of Yosef Albo. I just brought you the English translation. The Hamlevit, they have the English, and the Levitz has the English there. So I—I I couldn't find the. Uh, never no chance to pull up the the original sefer Krab. But Yosef Albo writes as follows: the wicked man, the wicked man becomes pious and returns to the Lord when the blow. Of, it's the base Halevi, the base Halevi. Sorry, is the one who says even even. Uh, even Abikoresim are mamimim. Okay, it's a base halivi. Sorry, sorry. Yosef do The Rav is great, great, you know, great, great grandfather. So that's why Tversky is, great, great, great grandfather. The wicked man becomes pious and returns to the Lord. That was not related to this. Uh, becomes pious and returns to the Lord when the blow falls out of fear of retribution, as in the case of Paro, who said, "I have sinned this time." The Lord is righteous, right? He, uh, sometimes Paro says that, right? Ani, Ani, Hashem Ani you know, because such a situation savors of compulsion and not of free will. The Lord hardened his heart. When a person responds in that moment, when Paros had so much bad happen to him, that he can't help but say, okay, there's a God. Says, a very calm. that's not really free will. It's not free will. That's, it's comp- he's compelled, in a certain sense, to, 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 to say that. So that he imagined that the plague was accidental rather than providential. This was to eradicate the cowing effects of the plague itself, leaving his free will uninfluenced by any compulsion. Right? So the point being that once he was willing to give in, that's when Hashem hardens his heart, meaning so that he can't see it as God because he's already he's just giving in. He's not doing it because he really believes in it. This was to eradicate the cowing effects of the plague itself, leaving his free will uninfluenced by any compulsion. Only then could it be demonstrated whether this repentance was truly motivated? So in a certain sense, he's saying sort of like an opposite direction, right? It's that Hashem took away the ability for him to give in out of just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. He took that away so that the only way he would give in would be through B'chirachafsheth, through his choice. Meaning, mean, he had the choice still. But he took away the ability for him to give in so easily. In this, um, in this manner, the gates of repentance are shut in the face of the wicked. In this way, but far be it from the Almighty to withhold from man his free choice to do good. Meaning, Hashem never really took away his free will totally. On the contrary, Scripture states, for I have no pleasure in the death of him uh, that dieth, whether, wherefore, uh, turn yourselves and live. Right, fine. Hashem wants people to, to, to do juhuva. But God leaves man to his free choice, exercising no outward compulsion on him. This is kind of a little bit of a delicate dance Right, but again, everyone's trying to get away, get around the problem of God taking away actual Free will, fine. And the, the shadah, we're not going to read inside right now. It's also hard to read. He argues that the language of hikshali paro is just like the way of describing how strong Paro's heart was his stubbornness, and everything. In a certain sense, comes from Hashem. So Hashem hikshali paro. It's a very difficult answer, but it's interesting. But again, I, I brought it to you just to understand how much it bothers people to say that Hashem actually takes away His free will. The Ramban unbon- is not bad about that as much, but, but the Shalal says that. Yeah? So, as far as I'm concerned, Hashem is basically breaking down the economy of Yes. the point where can't the whatsoever. Yes. So, you know, he doesn't really, really be emotional that brings him back. It's not what it. Correct. Yes. Absolutely. And the truth is, that's a perfect segue to the last point I want to show you. Well, just, I'm not going to read you the Rambam inside. The Rambam basically says that, that power is an, is an exception to the rule. That every person can do tshuva, and sometimes you do things that are so bad, similar to the Ramban, that Hashem just says, I'm sorry. You, don't get, you, you can't do truth anymore. Very, very few people. It happens to almost nobody. But there's certain terrible, awful, horrible, 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 evil people to whom Hashem does that. And that's what the Rambam argues. But I want to share with you one idea from Rabbi Soloveitchik. Rabbi Soloveitchik speaks to this exact point about the economy, actually. And the Rav talks about You don't have it inside. But the Rav talks about this idea, the difference between baye Zeik Leif Paro and kaved Leif Paro. What's the difference? This idea I saw actually quoted, the Rav said this a number of times. There's a, a, a save that I like a lot called The Rav Talking Aloud. Have you seen that book? It's a book, basically, it's the transcripts of um, tapes of the Rav giving Shi'urim. It was, it was uh, created by uh, one of his one of the Ravs, the Yudim. Some people don't like it because the Rav is very meticulous in how he wrote, and that's why so many things he didn't write down, as to this day. Briskers are all very careful how they things that they write things that are recorded. Um, but the I, I thing I love about this book is that it actually. The, it, it's, it's literally transcriptions, so you hear like the jokes that the Rub would make, and you hear like some of these. A lot of these all took place. Most of them took place in Boston, um, and you hear like you, you almost hear like the, the Rub's voice um, in a beautiful way through these through these voice. Uh, so, anyways, I saw this answer there, and he explains the following: What's the difference between vayehazeik leiparo and kaved? So chizuk always implies strength. Right, something's strong. It's chazak, right? That's language we've been using a lot, right? To be to be chazak, to be strong, right? I can, if I'm strong, I can resist the onslaught. The enemy, if I'm strong enough, I can do all kinds of things, right? To be chazak is to be strong. To be kaved is to be heavy, right? A rock is kaved. Doesn't mean that it's very strong. It will hurt if you throw it at somebody, but it's not very strong. A person who is Heavy. It doesn't make them strong. The opposite. It weighs us down. It makes us sometimes less strong. Right? To be kaved is not to be strong. It actually can make you weaker. Right? Um, and that's why the, the, the Pasuk Mishnah actually talks about the koved evin, the heaviness of a stone. Right? So it, it's heavy, but what can it do? It can do very little. It's actually, it's actually useless. So what does it mean when we say kaved leiv paro? That paro's heart was heavy. So it brings the out of Pasuk in Yecheskel. Where Hashem says to Am Yisrael, es I'm gonna remove your heart of stone and give you instead a lave basar. I'll give you a, a, a heart of flesh and blood. Right? What does that mean? A lave of ev- a lev evan, a is it's impermeable, it's it's heavy, it doesn't let anything through, right? It's 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 unresponsive right, to calls to a person's conscience. A lave evan is like it's unfeeling heart, basically, right? When the Torah refers to Paro as someone with a lev evan, it means that he's shut off and right, unresponsive to the cause of Moshe Naar. So what then is chizuk ha-lev, What does it mean? Hashem is b'chazeik. Hashem is paro. Or strengthening one's own heart. So it means that Paro's heart at times would become sensitized, even changeable. There are moments when Paro would wake up right, and realize that maybe he should become, start reconsidering after experiencing baro. Right, so what does Paro say? I've sinned. Right, there are moments where Paro's heart actually becomes stronger in the sense that he becomes more able to listen and able to hear. Right, and you have a number of times. Right, and and what but what happens then when the hail ends? What does paro do? He starts to feel it, and then v'yechazak, he strengthens it, meaning he closes it up again. Right? So sometimes it's a lev event, it's just like, it's nothing can happen at all, but then the makos come and they kind of soften it, and then v'yechazak he strengthens it again to close it up. Right? The chizuk lev then, is a different type of refusal from kaveh Leve paro. Right? It's when Paro can see the moral challenge; he can see the challenge in front of him, right? And he knows he should he should turn back. And by Veichazek, he he says no. He he, he 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 digs in and refuses. And why does he refuse? So the Reb says for economic reasons. The Reb says his entire economy was. Crumbling in front of him. The Rav actually argues that if, if Power would have been smart, he would realize that he could let them go and they figure it out and they make it work, but he so can't even imagine a different type of reality that he refuses over and over again because he knows it's the end, he feels, the end of his economy. And that every time his heart opens and he sees a plague and goes, oh my gosh, this must really be God, he says, leif He says, I can't do it. Right? And he closes himself up. And it's so interesting because there's another idea the Rav once talks about. Um, not reflected in, in power's heart, but in our own hearts. One brachos talks about a person who doesn't have enough time to daven. You're, out, you're uh, on a trip. I'll tell you exactly. Uh, soldiers have been davening a tefillah called Havinenu. Havinenu is a you daven the first three brachos and the last three brachos, and for the middle set of brachos, you say this very short paragraph called Tefillah Havinenu. I believe there are soldiers who been davening Tefillah Havinenu. If they don't have time. Um, and part of that, so it takes you know all of the twelve middle brachos, thirteen, and and you know gives you like one phrase for each one, right? So one of the lang- one of the one of the um, lines in Tfilas Havdini is "Mol is Right? Mol language like 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 Mila to remove the covering from our heart, right? We ask to remove the covering from our heart. Why do we say that? Because we too at times. Feel, right? Like we have Alev right. We're not able, we're Kaveh We're not able to feel always. We have experiences, we see things that happen in our lives and they and they call upon us to do things, to change, to make it a little bit of a, you know, maybe I should do this a little different, maybe do that a little different, maybe I should change my approach to this, maybe I should be a little more careful about that. And we have that like moment when we like start to feel that, you know, and you're like in shul or you're somewhere and you're in, in an experience where you start to say to yourself, oh, you know, like maybe that's a good idea. Maybe I should consider this. And then what happens? And we feel it for a minute. And then what happens? We, we walk out of the building or we go back somewhere else and Vayechazek is And we like, yeah, okay, it's, it's all right. No, we'll go back. Right? So, is a tefillah to help us uncover our hearts and to feel, to feel feelings for real. Right? To feel for in, in, in a real way. Right? It's a lave evin. Right? Because right? a lave right, evin isn't a heart that makes bad choices. A lave evin is a heart that makes no choices. It's a lady that doesn't feel anything at all. And what we dive into Karashparko, it's moas is we ask the let us feel. We don't want to be like Para. <laughs> no one wants to be like Para. All right. We wanna be people who are, who when we start to feel something, we we stop and we feel it and we let it in. And it's hard because sometimes we don't want to feel. Feeling is uncomfortable and feeling is difficult and feeling is you know complicated and it uh, and it's it's hard for us. And so I think, you know, one of the things that bothers us so much about the story of Paro is how could Hashem take away someone's free will? How could Hashem do that, right? Because Bechira is the most important thing that we have, the ability to choose. So you know, famous, you know, Victor, Victor Frankl said, right? Between stimulus and response is a space, right? When there's something that happens, and before I, before I respond, so there's that space, and in that space is our power to choose our response. And our response lies our growth and our freedom. At that moment, After we have an experience, we have the stimulus. Before we respond, there's that little that little little space that gives us a chance to make a choice. Sometimes if you have a long time to pause, someone someone made a comment and we have a short time to pause and make a decision how we're going to respond. Right? But that is basically what makes us human, what makes us growing human beings, what makes us growing Jews, is the ability to have that lave basar, that lave that feels, that lave that responds leave that feels the uncomfortable feelings and then sometimes says, you know what? Then Then that becomes our chance to make a decision how we're going to respond to it. Yes? Even para. Point when he is forced Is that his free choice? That's the garbage step Ask the question No, right, But by Hashem is like Paro That even after all of the makos, He still preserved Paro's free will That he's not going to listen To all this compulsion He's going to do what he wants to do. So that answer to me... Resonates is the most. ...more sense because it preserves the free choice of every person, including power to such an uh, extreme extent that he's being punished. So that that is, uh, I think... Uh, you like uh, it the best. ...more expensive Good. and more, to me anyway, more satisfying intellectual answer because everybody, every human being ask free choice under all and any yeah. even circumstances. And it's a perfect segue to our conclusion, which is that, at the end of the day, I, I don't know where answer is right. Whatever answer you like better is good. They're all, they're all right? when, it comes to, when it comes to to, 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 learn, to learning Tanakh, you know, learning, learning, learning Chumash, you don't have to say, you do have to Paskin, necessarily, right? So everyone has, the ones you like better, that's great. But I would say, the goal is to walk away both intellectually satisfied, I hope, but also ready to think about what this means. Lev Evan and Lev Basar, for Abod HaShem as well. And hopefully, uh, you know, through a conversation like this, we have an opportunity to work both on our intellect and also, Be'ez HaShem, on our continued striving to open our hearts to the Rebam Shalom. Thank